Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the innovators network Kim McNicholas on innovation spotlighting successful entrepreneurs innovators investors and industry experts their stories and insights can help you become better informed better educated and a better investor Your host is Emmy Award-winning anchor, reporter, and writer-producer Kim McNicholas. Kim has been a journalist at Forbes Magazine, a Fox News Channel contributor, vetted more than 3,000 startups, and has been a mentor for entrepreneurs around the globe. Now, Kim McNicholas on innovation. Well, you might think that the best innovation comes from being nose to the grindstone, thinking about it, thinking about it, and thinking about that next billion-dollar idea. But, oh, that's not the case. I have with me Tanya Katan. She is an author of Creative Trespassing, How to Put the Spark and Joy Back into Your Work and Life and Actually Become a Better Innovator. Now, Tanya, you went from the performing arts into technology with a BA in theater. You worked as a curator in theater, and then you became a brand evangelist for a software company, Axosoft, to now you are author of Creative Trespassing. Now, I'm thinking, just thinking here, you may have found success in inspiring those technologists and workaholics in tech to get out from under a rock and find that freedom and believe that it could actually spark greater productivity, creativity, and happiness. And that's why you decided to go off and write the book, because you realized, wow, this works. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, yeah, a fewfold. First of all, I decided to write the book because I did find myself being invited to speak in more companies, uh, more specifically tech companies, who were obsessed uh, in in innovation and uh, creativity, and they wanted to bring more of that inside. And I would give talks, and uh, afterwards, people would approach me and and in hushed tones say, you know, I also have a degree in theater, or I paint on the weekends, or, you know, I like to dance. And I realized, holy if you're looking for innovation, you need to bring your creativity and imagination from the outside inside to your job. There was a disconnect between people's creativity and what they did during the day or, you know, between who we are and and what we do. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we could solve the innovation problem if we actually brought all of our imagination and cool ideas that we leave for the weekend um, into our, our everyday lives. So that was sort of the impetus for writing Creative Trespassing. And you're absolutely correct. Uh, all through the book, we have these exercises called productive disruptions. And they're called that because you actually get more work done when you break the patterns or habits that are keeping you stuck in what you were talking about, this sort of cycle of thinking, I need to stay at my desk and sweat and hurt myself to come up with a good idea. Um, Yeah, that will never happen. Can you give us an example of of a productive uh, disruption exercise that's in your book that you could probably share with us over the radio? 
Yeah. I mean, these are ones that, uh, again, they can be anything from like a 10 minute email to everyone on your team and say, we are going to take a dance break or we're going to take a creative writing break. 10 minutes, meet us in the boardroom and uh, we'll come up with an idea. Somebody says, okay, you know, the topic for this dance is hip hop. And then everybody dances for 10 minutes in the form of hip hop. And automatically you literally disrupted your neural pathways. You're thinking clearly, you're fresh. And then when you go back to your desk, you're going to have some fresh ideas. Uh, and in fact, there's actually a study I, I cite in Creative Trespassing from Stanford, and it's the Walking and Creativity Study. Where they literally studied that people who went for walks when they were experiencing like blocks in creativity experienced creativity uh, at 60% higher when they came back from walking. So this is, you know, scientifically proven as well as, you know, my own practice um, is getting up, leaving the desk. I don't typically dance because I work um, by myself. So, you know, it's um, an audience of one. They but always I do... say dance like no one's watching. <laughs> yeah, dance like no one's watching. I do. No one is watching. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm going to start today. I'm doing it right now. Can you see me? I'm cabbage patching. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, it's these simple like disruptions in our everyday. Look, most people are afforded a break during their work day. It can be a 10 minute break, a 15 minute break. What they do with it typically is stay at their desk and show their bosses they're sweating it out. Forget that. You're never going to add value to your life or to anybody else's life if you're staying stuck in a rut. Get up, go for a walk dance like nobody's watching, you know? Um, yeah. But how do you get people to, or actually convince them that everybody's creative and that you well, do need to have those step away moments in order to release or unlock that creativity? Yes. Well, first of all, a lot of people conflate creativity with being an artist. And right, so exactly. automatically... Right. Okay. And so if you're like, uh, I'm not creative because i.e. I'm not an artist, you're already creating this like, I I can't be that. I haven't trained for years. I didn't go to painting school, whatever. Creativity, literally, if you look up the word, is about accessing your imagination. That's it. It's just accessing new ideas, something new, something different. Absolutely. But now this is where, you know, I I write about in in the book where actually people who are practicing or just starting off uh, stretching their creative muscles, they can actually learn from artists because, you know, coming from the arts, one thing that we are trained to do is ask what if questions. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we can start off with, let's say we're trying to solve a problem of, you know, uh, chairs that aren't comfortable at work. And so we, you know, we circle around, we're like, let's make it a soft back or let's make it a cushiony chair or whatever. But if we start asking what if questions, we can ask really outlandish, wild questions. Like what if it wasn't a chair at all? What if it was actually a microphone that was soft and we can sit on it and amplify? I mean, you know, by asking what if questions, it allows us to go into the absurd and then find actually, you know, solutions to pressing problems that work. I mean, we've already tried, if you've tried the, you know, the the same ways of, of solving problems and it's not working, then give creative creativity a try and start off with a what if question. What are some of the greatest tech takeaways from the books that you hope that people, the book that people ultimately walk away with and put into practice? Two things. One uh, is that 
our jobs and uh, the fields in which we work, they don't have to be uniquely creative or imaginative for us to actually be uniquely creative or imaginative within our jobs. That is true. I've worked in very traditional jobs and sometimes even uh, rigid cultures and has have managed to bring in more uh, joy and imagination. And it's actually added value uh, to what I was supposed to do in my job. And the other reason and the other takeaway uh, that I want people to have with creative trespassing is to feel like they are free with even within the hours of nine to five. I want to create a creative revolution inside our bodies, minds, and cubicles there. It's a big goal, but I think we can do it. I know your book hasn't been out for that long, but um, is there anything quotable from it that people have come up to you and said, oh my gosh, I'm going to use this forever? That's such a that's a great question because uh, yes, it's been out for just a little bit now, and people have been writing and coming up to me um, because I'm speaking so much, and, and in fact, they're actually talk, like talking in full sentences and not sound bites, which makes me feel like we're on the right path. Uh, and they're expressing how they feel about reading it. So I have a lot of people who. who consider themselves creatives and or artists. And the book, you know, is affirming to the fact that, oh my gosh, I've been functioning like this. I talk to my colleagues. I invite them to lunch and learns, even though we don't have sanctioned lunch and learns. I've been doing this for years and nobody's been like, nobody's been saying that's okay. I've just been doing it on my own. So those who fancy themselves creatives are feeling affirmed and also getting new tools for creatively trespassing. And then people who are like, uh, I'm not creative at all this is weird, are going, are going, this is not that weird. And in fact, um, they, they're really loving. I mean, it's, it's part memoir. I share stories about my own upbringing as an outsider. And uh, I'd be hard pressed to say that, uh, that there's one person who's not an outsider at some point in our lives. And, um, and so they've talked about the value in outsiders kind of bringing inside their interesting point of view. So I, I yeah, everybody on all, all, ends of the creative, non-creative spectrum seem to be um, enjoying and being inspired by creative trespassing. And I think just as we wrap up here, you brought up a good point. One of the biggest obstacles for creativity is the fear of thinking and expressing or doing something different. How do you get rid of that? You go right into the eye of the fear. You lean into the fear. That is the only way to do it. I am not lying. And in fact, you know, a good indicator of uh, whether or not I accept a, a job or a client is if it simultaneously scares me and thrills me. Uh, I don't want to do anything that is safe or tried and true because I've already done it. Thank you so much, Tanya Katan, author of Creative Trespassing, How to Put the Spark and Joy Back into Your Work and Life. This has been Kim McNicholas on Innovation. Connect with Kim on Facebook forward slash Kim McNicholas or email Kim McNicholas at gmail.com. And join us again for Kim McNicholas on Innovation. This show is distributed by the Innovators Network. For more information and other great shows and content, visit theinnovators.network.